In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome back, storytellers, to the Garlic Marketing Show. I've got yet another amazing guest. I'm super excited to bring to you the best law firm consultants, and he's grown his law firm himself. So you know he does it right, Mike Morse. But before we get going, you know, your client stories are your most powerful tool for your law firm, for your dental practice, for any type of business. So don't settle on just cruddy testimonials. Create video case stories. Learn how to collect, craft, and deliver an arsenal of video case stories, and then find the experts to help them make your your business the only choice. You can download a 10-part case story course and find all those people at iangarlic.com slash case stories. We'll have that link down below if you're watching this on YouTube or in the show notes. But let's get to it. I'm super excited. We've got a limited time, and this guy is an amazing wealth of knowledge, Mike Morse. Thank you for coming on the Garlic Marketing Show. My pleasure. Excited to be here. I'm super excited. Mike's book is fantastic. I just finished it. It's Fireproof, a five-step model to take your law firm from unpredictable to wildly profitable. Now, I can almost guarantee that every podcast that Mike's on, everyone asks him to tell the fireproof story. And I'm going to make you go buy the book to listen to it because whatever business you're in, this book will help you get in the right mindset. Mike, tell me a little bit about your, so you're a plaintiff's personal injury firm in Detroit, in the Detroit area. Um, Tell me a little bit about how your firm has grown and what were the key points to that? Well, we, you know, I was a solo into the 2000s and then started slowly adding people, about 20, 25 people until around 2007, when I decided for the first time to hire a formal business coach slash consultant. Uh, We were lucky enough to hire Gina Wickman, was my first one. Uh, After a mentor, I had a great mentor who unfortunately got sick. and, And I decided to hire, pay for a expensive coach, and um, I resisted it for a couple of years, which is part of, you know, part of the story is that I resisted it because I didn't want to spend the whatever it was, five, six thousand dollars for a day. I didn't want to take the time out of my busy schedule. I didn't want to basically shut down my office to do it. And I, I kicked myself even today because because I waited two extra years. I shouldn't have waited those two years. Who knows where I'd be today if I didn't wait those two extra years. But I waited uh, 2007. I hired Gina with about 25 employees. And with his help, and there's a million stories about the help and and the advice, I went from 25 employees to 150 employees in a very short period of time. I went from about $17 million in in settlements and verdicts to $160 million in settlements and verdicts. And, you know, I owe it all to the coaching and the consulting and then being able to implement what they say. Not everybody can implement it, but we were able to implement it 
And, you know, that's where we're at, you know, 12, 13 years later. That's a great story. Gino Wickman has been on the show. Make sure to check out his episode, especially, I mean, his book, Entrepreneurial Leap is fantastic. Gino runs EOS and, um, you know, and he's, you know, done so much. Let's talk a little bit about what was the difference? You're saying not everybody could implement it. What do you feel it was the key difference that you had to implement and grow to a $160 million law firm? So that's a good question, Ian. I have not been asked it that way before because I know that I give talks all the time and I've actually said, I actually stole this line from Gary Vanderchuk when I heard him speak live last year um, that, you know, 90 he says 99% of you aren't going to take my advice. You're going to keep doing mm-hmm. the bullshit you're doing and not grow and not, you know, do all the things that you should be doing. Um, so it takes, you know, that entrepreneur, as Gino mentions, I believe in entrepreneurial leap, but he's told me before, I mean, it's a very low number. One or 2% of us are entrepreneurs, are visionaries. And so, you know, unless you have that, you're not going to implement any of this. Um, and so I don't know what's inside of me, uh, that makes me, me, right. I mean, why am I successful? Why have I grown these things? I mean, I can't, I, it's, that's such a hard question, but I'm hoping that the people who take the time to listen to your amazing podcast, Ian, um, and all the great guests, hopefully those are the people who are going to implement it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones who are taking the time to read the books. They're the ones taking the time to, to market special and spend the money and energy on your great videos to get those testimonials out there. I mean, sure, you could pick up a cell phone and do a testimonial, or you could spend a reasonable amount of money and have great testimonials, which really will move the needle. Are you, who are you? Are you that frugal, stingy person, not willing to spend those few thousand bucks for amazing content for your social media and website? Or, or are you the one who are going to take that leap and do it? And so I, if you're the ones who are going to spend that money and do it, you're, you're, you're going to be able to grow and scale. If, if you're tight and you're not going to do it, well, you're probably not listening to this podcast. I don't know if that answers your question, but no, but that's a great point to make is because, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the, the cherry Garcia versus vanilla that you talk about in the book, because I think that's another awesome point and what's working for you now. Uh, but before we get into that, you know, you, you took, you talk about taking the leap into TV when you had to do it and, and how you've, you know, you used it to fund, but how did that feel to start spending X amount on TV and you started doing high value production? What, were you nervous about it or did, were you right away? Like, I know this is going to work. Both. I was scared as hell and I was confident in my abilities. I don't like to fail. I do everything in my power to win. And I saw the vanilla TV commercials that my competitors were running, spending $35 million a year in my market. I didn't have a name. I didn't have a face. Nobody knew who I was in 2011. I was making a good amount of money from getting referrals from, from, all, from the other lawyers advertising on TV, one in particular. And, but their commercials absolutely sucked. And everybody made fun of them. And if you go to any market, people make fun of them to this day, right? So I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're now coaching 11 law firms around the country and their competition sucks. And the goal is to stand out. The goal is when you, when you go to pick out that ice cream flavor in the supermarket, 
Do you want to pick out that vanilla where there's a million brands of vanilla? Or do you want to pick out that Cherry Garcia that's memorable? That you think Cherry Garcia and you could think of the, the cherry ice cream and the chocolate chunks and the little cherries in there. It's amazing. It stands out. And I, I wanted to be amazing and I wanted to stand out. So, um, you know, I, I detail that in my book, how exactly we do it. We, we, we take you through some exercises. I give you all the categories. And then you got to bring it, right? You got to hire the right team, um, depending on what you're doing. Not everybody's going to want to go on TV, but, but you know, if, like we talked about earlier, if you're going to do just video marketing, you hire a company like yours, Ian. Or if you're going to go on TV, you hire a team like I hired, Learner and Associates, right here in Michigan. And, and you, you spend the money, you get creative, you get vulnerable, you, 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 you bring in a family member or a dog or something fun and funny. Um, you're willing to risk being ridiculed, but you know what? Um, the times that I thought I was going to risk being ridiculed, I've gotten thousands of emails telling me about my TV commercials and about um, the specialness of them. I literally get them every single day from strangers. Literally, no bullshit. Every day I get an email, at least one. Got one this morning. Um, we, we just did a commercial called The Masked Man where I'm running around Detroit with a mask on. No words. The Lone Ranger music, black and white, cards going up. Um, it, it, people are going nuts for it. It's, it's on my YouTube channel, Mike Morse Law Firm, if, if you're curious. Um, we did one last year called Ambulance Chaser. Um, we, all these have been on, on the Super Bowl here in Michigan. And people just go nuts for these things. And there's nothing like it in the country. And so I'm cutting through the noise. I like to think I'm Cherry Garcia uh, over vanilla. And it's definitely made a difference in my visibility, in my approachability from what people tell me, the phones are ringing. And I guess that's the true measure, right? Are you getting business? Are you getting cases? Are you getting the love from, from your community? And the answer for me is yes. Yeah. And you know, that mass man has 4,000 views. You've got tons of views on here, but I, I think this is a big point for most professionals is, you know, what's holding them back is making that leap, leap to the cherry Garcia. And they're looking, you talk about them looking around at other law firms. And, you know, I always say that I'm like, you're looking at a law firm's website that's successful. A lot of times they're successful in spite of that video, in spite of that boring website. And, um, you know, and standing out is important. But why do you think so many attorneys are afraid and so many professionals are afraid to do this and stand out because we see the success? So I have your answer and I have, and it, it could be a dental firm. It could be a law firm. It could be anything. Here's what happens here. I did the same thing. So this is, I'm telling you myself, I decided I have to go on TV. So what do I do? I look at my competitors and I look, and I know that they're successful, right? Cause they're, they have homes everywhere and they're playing in the country clubs and they're barely practicing law anymore. So I want to copy them. We all want to copy them. I call that the herd mentality. And I tried that for a minute and a half. And I, and I, I was, I was disgusted with myself. And um, I look back at those commercials and I'm like, what was I thinking? Well, I didn't know any better. And, and, the, and you get a little bit of success, right? You get some calls, but it's the herd mentality. We're copying our competitors. And it, it took me a few years to realize I needed to do the opposite of what my competitors were doing. My, my team of creative uh, people at Learner Advertising, led by the amazing and talented and creative Ross Learner, calls it a jujitsu move, right? You want to, you know, 
counterbalance what they're doing. And you want to do the opposite of what your opponent is doing. And it's exactly what I do. If it, I, and if you took the time to watch all my competitors' commercials and watch my commercials, <laughs> you would say this Morse guy is doing the opposite of his competition. And, you know, and that's what I'm doing. So, so I don't even remember your question, but that is the answer <laughs> to the question, I think. Are you, people are scared. They, 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 they follow the herd because they think that the other people are successful. But like you said, they might be just successful for other reasons. You don't know why they're successful. You look at a good website or you look at a commercial, you assume they're being successful. You have no idea what's going on. You have yep. no idea how many, how many root canal procedures they're doing or how many auto accidents are signing up. You have no idea. Nobody yep. knows what my internal numbers are, but me. And so don't assume just because they're on TV spending millions of dollars that it's successful. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's a great thing. And, you know, I, I think the other thing that holds back a lot of these professionals is worrying about their peer group. And, uh, you know, because I, their peer group, it, and they're not business people, right? They're not generally a professional, like with the lawyer peer group is not business people. And they look down on someone who does a lot of marketing. You know, I'm here in Orlando. I hear from everyone how, you know, you know, poo-pooing on John Morgan, but you can't argue with the guy's success. Um, so, you know, has that affected your business negatively being so different from every lawyer out there? Not at all. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I heard a, a rumor that one of my competitors who's kind of a douchebag, uh, was telling people that I'm not a lawyer anymore. I'm a businessman. And I thought that's the best, uh, chart <laughs> they could throw at me. Thank you. I wear that with a badge of honor. I wrote a business book. Listen, when you're, when you're on top, you know, you know, the old stories about the Kings, everybody wants to topple them. Now I'm not the King in my town, but I definitely have some success and people definitely like to take shots at me, but I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm, I'm me. I have a great life. I have a great family um, and um, a great business, quite frankly. And what are they going to say? It really matters what the consumers say, what the customers say, what my clients say, and they are calling me. So no, I do not care what my competition says. I don't care what the other lawyers in town say at all. Exactly. I think that, and that's a great attitude because that allows you, that frees you, doesn't it? It frees you up to do a lot of the great things. Well, it goes to what I was saying about what, um, you know, the people follow the herd mentality. I don't do that. I, I don't. I no longer look at my competition. I think people get stuck by looking at their competition, following their competition. Again, it doesn't matter if you're a dentist, a doctor, a lawyer, a chiropractor. Um, they look at their competition. They think they see people uh, successful and they follow, they copy. My argument is don't do that. My argument is those are the vanilla people and you want to be Cherry Garcia. And um, we are helping other firms do that and I'm looking at their commercials and I'm looking at their videos on their websites and I'm looking at their URLs and their, and their phone numbers. And they're like everybody else. And I say, how are you going to stand out? Atlanta spends $75 million a year on just legal ads. How are you going to spend a million and stand out by, by running the same shit that John Morgan's running and everybody else? No, you have to figure out the way to stand out and I don't know how many different ways to say it, but that's, that's the key.
obviously doing a lot of marketing and you're being a businessman, which I think is important because you can still be a professional and a businessman and take care of your clients and do a lot of great things. But you know, what is, what was the massive shift that allowed you to do all that stuff and escape from being just the attorney? So I love being an attorney. I think I'm a great attorney. I've tried dozens and dozens of jury trials and had wild success. And then when I hired my business uh, consultant and I decided I wanted to be able to help more people that I had to learn how to delegate and structure a business. So I figured out my org chart. I figured out my accountability chart and how I had to set up a business, talk a lot about visionary and integrator and all that kind of stuff and realize that I was doing both. So I was running my business and I was the visionary of my business. And I was coming up with all those big ideas. I was that one or 2% of the people I was, I had 50 ideas a day. One was good, but that's still 365 good ideas a year. And I had nobody to, 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 I wasn't following through on most of them. And because I was still trying cases, talking to every single client, writing every check, hiring people, figuring out where they're going to sit, dealing with the insurance, going to Costco to buy the supplies. I mean, I was doing everything. And so, and I think a lot of businesses can resonate with that, that they're doing everything. I talk to lawyers all the time. They want to try every case and they want to be the visionary. Well, you can't do both. You could try some of the cases, but you can't do everything. So once I learned that the visionary sits up here, integrator is right below them. And then all the department heads are below them. And then the, all the employees are below them. And that's the hierarchy of a, a good company, any company, any organization. I mean, the day I heard that concept, I had 50% less direct reports. My world just opened up because I started being able to delegate and delegating is a whole different monster for any business. I can't tell you how many conversations I have with my doctor friends and my dental friends who, who, who have one or two people in their firm. They know they're great doctors and dentists, but they can't figure out how to scale because they think that everybody comes to them because they want their hands working on their mouth, working on their shoulder, working on their knee, right? Well, lawyers think the same. If you go to any lawyer you know, Ian, and say, who's the best at talking to clients? Me. Who's the best trying cases? Me. Who's the best, et cetera, right? You know what I'm talking about. And so the major shift that you just asked me about, the major shift was realizing that that's bullshit, that there are better people than me or as just as good a people as me who could do anything, right? I'm not the best mm-hmm. trial lawyer in the country. I'm not the best person to talk to adjusters in the country. I'm not the best uh, at, 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 any, at any of that stuff, right? Um, I don't know if there's, is there one best, but I'm really, really good. I'm really competent and I can teach people how to carry on what I believe in and how I can, how I, how I do things and how I want things done, how I want my clients treated, right? I mean, to me, that's, in my book, that's one of the most important things we do is we give outstanding customer service. That's one of our core values, outstanding customer service. And, it, and I'm a stickler on it. I'm a stickler mm-hmm. about keeping people um, informed about their case, about returning calls that day. Um, and so I found people who love talking to clients and who love giving great customer service. And they know if a client calls and says, I left a, a, a message for John, and John doesn't call him back, the call gets piped into me. And nobody in my firm wants that. So we set up some accountability measures. 
So once I learned that there were that, that I could delegate and, and, and be successful and hand people off to other great lawyers, uh, my world just completely shifted. And most business owners never figure that out. Mm-hmm. That's the difference, right? Bef- between being self-employed and being a business owner. Uh, you know, and we, t- we talk about a lot, you know, Gino's talked about Entrepreneur Leap and it's a big shift. So now you're, I mean, you're essentially CEO of your firm um, and you're helping coach other firms to, to do the same thing. When you look at this, is there one thing that you tell them to delegate right away? And one thing you tell them that's the last thing they should delegate? Chapter one, know thyself. You have to know who you are. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What do you love to do? What don't you love to do? And my goal as a coach is to move that person to their sweet spot, to make sure eventually that they're only working on things that they love to do and that they're great at. And I am a living example that it's possible. And I promise you, Ian, do this with one of your clients, do this with a friend, you know, do the, do the delegate and elevate uh, a chart and people, I even said, I thought the person I thought, you know, when Gino told me it, I thought he was, uh, it was, he was high. I thought there's no way that I could delegate all that stuff that I'm spending 90% of my time on and just work on my sweet spot. But I was wrong and I do. And what we're doing, what I'm seeing with the lawyers that we're working with right now is the first key move is extricating the visionaries from their dockets. Doesn't mean they're not working on law. That doesn't mean they're not trying cases. It doesn't mean they're not talking to their clients every day, but they don't have a full docket that they're in charge of. They find a great lawyer in their firm or two or three or four or five lawyers and they lawyers and they move that docket to those lawyers and it's life-changing. They're reporting it's life-changing. I remember it from 12 years ago as being life-changing, but they're now reporting it's life-changing. So um, that's the first step is, are they the visionary? Are they the integrator? Realizing they can't do both, setting up a good org chart, teaching them how to delegate. And that's the first step. That's why it's chapter one in Fireproof. And yeah, you talk a lot about that. You know, coming back to the marketing thing, uh, I see a lot of attorneys that want don't want to even think about marketing, right? They want to just completely delegate that to an agency, completely delegate that off to someone else. Do you feel like even if they they don't love marketing, they should get to know it as a business owner? Yes, yes, yes. You have to understand marketing and advertising. You, I mean, I don't know many business owners. It's a good question because I don't know many business owners who who don't like it. Right. I mean, if you're a business owner, you got to have some entrepreneurial spirit, some Um, you have to have some business sense. Most don't have great business sense, uh, but hopefully they've read E-Myth and they've read, you know, Traction and they've read the books um, to to get them to understand that they have to have some knowledge of these things. Um, But how are they going to get a client? I mean, you can't set up a business without getting clients. I don't know, I can't think of a business where you just hang a shingle and don't do anything and they come, right? I can't think of one. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, people need to understand marketing and advertising. And then if they understand it this much, they're gonna stay a solo, they're gonna stay small, they're gonna make hopefully a nice living. And I think that's 90% of the businesses out there. And then the, the ones who are crazy like me, 
want to scale, want to grow, want to help more people. I love building things. I always loved Tinker Toys as a kid. I always loved building blocks. I loved Lego. I love building stuff. And when I, what I'm getting to do now is because my law firm is running so well and seamlessly and I have amazing staff and I'm 40 amazing lawyers who are helping my thousands of clients that I'm now able to carve a little bit of my time to help other law firms grow and other businesses grow. We have, we have a trucking company We're we're talking to a, uh, some medical firms. I mean, we're doing some other stuff because what we're talking about is universal. And to me is energizing, like talking to you right now, I'm high. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I, I love, hopefully somebody listens to this and gets an aha moment because I'm getting emails from people. I watched you on Ian Garlic's uh, podcast. And when you said this, it changed my life. Like that's, amazing to me. I mean, it's as good as anything. It's better than any drug or alcohol I could think of. And, and, and it's just fun. Um, so I love the aha moments. I love that the book is, is being an aha moment for people, um, hopefully several. And um, um, it starts with the marketing and advertising. I mean, it starts with know thyself, but you got to know how to market and advertise at least a little bit to make those phones run. Yeah. And if and- I want to ask you about a little bit about that now, but before we move forward, if you all want to learn more about working with Mike, go to 855mikewins.com slash fireproof. You can learn more about the book, um, more about the people that he's helping. These systems work, you know, and I know it because we use a lot of the same systems in our business. If you implement these and stay true to them, what Mike's talking about, you will grow a firm that will work, whether it's a law firm, a dental firm, whatever. So back to the, the marketing, if you had to start over right now, you know, you were a brand new personal injury law firm, like you were talking about in the book, you know, essentially zero cases, what would be the first type of marketing that you would do right now? So two of our coaching clients are solos and don't have a big budget for TV. And so we've been talking about that. Um, and, you know, we've been, we've been, we're, we're researching, you know, the cost of billboards. We're researching the cost of, um, you know, great website and SEO and great, you know, videos like you, you guys produce, Ian. Um, those are, I mean, you know, for, for low budgets, that's the price of entry right now is a great website, great social media, uh, great videos for your social media to support it. So they get to know you, develop a brand. I mean, I can't think of a business that wouldn't do well with a personal brand. I was on a podcast last week, Startup Nation, I think it was. And the guy after the show said, you need, your next book has to be about starting a personal brand. And I don't talk about that in the book. And I don't talk, I, I, I don't really talk about it, but you asked that good question, you know, and I'm making up an answer as we go. And I've already given you three answers and I'm going back so you can edit anything you want. <laughs> no, I, I love think this. the most important thing is personal brand. I, I, I take back what I just said. I mean, I think you got to figure out who you are, figure out your business. Can you bring out a personal brand? Hopefully, I mean, not everybody can do it. Not everybody, you know, has this kind of hair and not everybody uh, can, um, can pull it off. But if you have a personality and you are your business, then figure out a way to develop a personal brand through video, through billboards, through social media, um, that is the win. That's the trifecta. And it's not that expensive. You can do a podcast. You can do a free podcast. Um, and, and so 
I would say, who are you? Start with a personal brand and then, you know, it's guerrilla marketing. What can you afford? And, and, and kind of blow it up that way. And so for those solos, how much of their time and money would you recommend to marketing? As much as they can, money-wise and time-wise. As much as they can. Um, it'll pay off later on. Um, you know, get it. I wish, listen, I wish I, it's a great question. I wish, cause I wish I would have had this, you know, I, I wasted a lot of time and years and money and I wasn't focused on developing a personal brand and I wasn't focused on, you know, what was the best way to go out there and get clients. Um, I was doing everything starting over. I would focus on, on who I am and what I stand for and what are my core values and uh, what do I want to be when I grow up? And um, I think that would get them far. And that's a great segue into core values because you talk about them a lot. They're important to us here at Authentic Web and at Story Cruise. They're literally written on our wall. And um, you, you have a great discussion on finding them. And I highly suggest reading this in the book. Anyone that's in business, go pick up the book, go pick up Fireproof, read about core values. And because there's a lot of key points, including not making them aspirational, which we made that mistake originally. Uh, but once again, I'm gonna let you read the book because I want to ask questions that aren't in the book. How do you use core values in your marketing? How do you use it You know, to build? Obviously, they're running the business. And when we talk about core values, it's the things we hire, train, and fire by inside of our business. But how do you, do you use them at all in your marketing? I, I mean, I don't use them in my marketing that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Uh, they're more to hire, fire, reward, and recognize my employees. Um, that's the key. Uh, making sure that that we're working with people who have our core values, our six core values. I've heard people talk about them in their commercials and advertising. I haven't done it. I don't think it's all that effective. I, I mean, I have to think about that. That's. I mean, I, I haven't been asked that, and I just I, <laughs> not something that we. Uh, the answer is no, Ian. <laughs> no, well, that's that's fine. That's fine. And I like to ask that because I see it happen. I, I think people try and push them sometimes. And you've done such a great job of marketing that I, I was just curious if you have. Listen, one of ours is dedicated to winning. Outstanding customer service. Uh, great work. Okay, sure. Would those be great things to, to tell the public? Yeah. I mean, in the type of advertising I do, uh, I think it wouldn't work. I think it'd be a little boring. Yeah. I mean, what lawyer isn't I mean, we all better be dedicated to winning and putting out great work, right? It's like putting, you know, it's like, a, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's putting it's honest just, on I, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Being honest is a core value. I mean, I'll yeah. tell you one mistake. I've had law firms copy my core values. Mistake, 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 mistake. Come up with your own core values. Spend the time, write your own core values. Look at others for aspiration, right? But if a, if a firm was trying to, you know, compete with you and they copied your core values, they would fail, right? They're not, mm-hmm. that's not who you are. When you and your team, I and sat down and wrote your most, your core values, it was what it was, what made you guys successful and who do you want to work with in the future? That's what we did. And other than your one where it was, when it was an aspirational one, uh, that was a mistake. You said, um, you know, it's, 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 what makes you successful today? And that will make you successful by hiring people like that. So um, setting them is very, it's a very good exercise. I actually, is that most visionaries don't want to set core values. 
And I didn't want to, who wanted to spend two, three hours talking about those things. But I'm telling you, I did it 13 years ago and it was one of the best things we do. I never changed one. They're still the same 13 years later. They're on my walls too. Everybody knows them. And um, it's important. It's a game changer. It's a game changer for running your business. I mean, I can tell the businesses when I talk to them that don't have them and the ones that do. You can tell because the ones that don't have them are always complaining about their team members. They're always complaining that, you know, they don't have the right people. They can't find good people. And once you have those core values, it's a lot easier to find those people. There's so much good stuff about testing and business in that book. It's fantastic. It's a really easy read too. So I I really like it. Great storytelling. Um, And so, you know, not to push the book on everyone, but go get the book. Uh, (laughs) um, So that said, you know, I want to come back to, you know, we do video. I love video marketing. What, you know, let's talk a little bit about what have been your most successful videos and, and TV commercials and, um, you know, which ones did you maybe not expect to, which ones did you expect to be successful that weren't, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about that because you've made yeah. so many videos. So yeah, we have hundreds and hundreds all on the Mike Morris law from YouTube channel, please subscribe. So there, look, there's a, there, there's a lot there to unpack because we have so many videos. So we have a video podcast that we're on episode, I think 80, shooting two of those today, um, which I'm really enjoying. And uh, it, it's, it's making new friends and I'm you know, getting interested in the criminal justice stuff. And we took on a case to get a guy out of prison after who's serving, serving life just because of my podcast. Like so much good stuff comes out of the podcast. We have a video guy who, who's in my office who does some testimonials in the office when a client is there and it's easy and it's live, um, he uh, will do fun things like uh, I have a popular video that got lots of views where a 90 year old woman wanted me to come to her house. Or she, her daughter wanted me to come and say happy birthday and it's hilarious and it's two, three minutes long. Ginny was her name. We went and delivered uh, um, um, Chromebooks to uh, a high school in need yesterday. We videotaped that. Um, every time we do our backpack events, we do big backpack events in August. We've given away 160 some odd thousand stuffed backpacks. We videotape all that and we turn that into content because it's stuff we're doing and it's people to get to know us and what we believe in and where our hearts are. Um, and the commercials, I mean, I got a great creative team and I meet with them often and, and, and they pitch ideas and some I like and some I don't like and some I'm right on and some I'm wrong on. So for example, probably the most talked about commercial I've done is this one we're running right now called The Masked Man. This is the first year you're able to use the Lone Ranger music because it's a hundred years after the death of the composer. And uh, I didn't know that they found that out and they brought me some storyboards and they said, you're gonna be running around Detroit in a mask, helping people, saving kids balloons from flying away. And I said, this is like March or April or May. Oh, look at you. Look at this. Uh, this is March or April or May. And I said, I said, I hate it. I don't want to be, you know, masks were political. Um, I didn't want to be for masks. I didn't want to be against masks. You know, some of my clients, uh, that's my girlfriend right there. Some of my, some of my clients are against and my dog, actually. So, <laughs> if you're listening to the here. podcast, you got to watch this on YouTube. We're, we're watching oh. the video on YouTube. Yes. Um, so, um, I said no to this commercial 
And um, it's my mom right there makes a cameo in all my spots, most of my spots. So um, I said, no, I didn't want to do masks. And then, you know, things happen in uh, August and I'm like, okay, it's time. Um, this will work. And, you know, black and white commercial without any sound except for the Lone Ranger music is kind of crazy, nuts. Have you ever seen a legal ad like this? No. I don't even put my phone number on the ad. Did you see that last board? Um, so that's confident. I mean, you know, my guys are confident and, and they're, they're not asking for a sale here. They're not putting our phone number here. It's different. It's edgy. It's, it's, it's risky, but I've gotten thousands of emails. I don't need a lawyer, but thank you for this. And, and if I ever need a lawyer, I'll call you thousands. Um, I walk out of my house. People compliment me on these, on these commercials. So, um, and you've got two dislikes. How do you feel about that? You know, that's another thing I get all the time is when attorneys put their videos out, someone dislikes it, and they're like, <gasps> "You don't think those are my, you don't think those are my competitors?" Exactly. Or somebody whose case I turned down uh, that I couldn't help them. I mean, I get, I get, um, I get, I get. Listen, there's haters out there, but man, there's there. Who cares? Exactly. Um, what are they going to say about it? Um, that's awesome. But the truth is it's, it's, it's probably an 80, 20 rule, but it's 99% of the people like it. And yes, there are jealous, jealous assholes out there and I, let them, I mean, that's, they got to live with that. I don't, I don't spend one ounce of energy on it. I don't, I don't think about it. If I get a piece of hate email, I delete it before I finish it. I don't care. What am I going to, these people are sitting there miserable. I am the happiest dude you're going to talk to all week. I am. I just am. And, uh, you know, when I get off this call, I get to go make my 12 year old lunch and walk my dog and do another podcast. I mean, who cares about those people? So the people who are nervous, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that because people are going to blah, blah. I mean, you got to think about things and make sure it fits right with you, but not everybody can carry, you know, people say to me, Michael, aren't you afraid people are going to rip you off with your book? with your commercials? No, because people won't and they can't pull it off. And most people can't pull off these commercials. And it's like Gino giving away all his stuff. The traction stuff's all free online. 99% of the people aren't implementing it at all. People try and then they eventually call an integrator. I know that for a fact, you know, people need their hands held and I needed my hand held. I, I couldn't do it without Gino. I, 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 I don't think you can implement EOS or fireproof without a coach. I, I think we teach so you can, I'd like people to look my book. So, you know, there's thousands of people who've read, read my book. I only have 10 clients. So hopefully those people who read the book are going to take something out of it, out of it and implement it. And for those who need the hand holding and who want to scale quicker are going to hire me or, or, or somebody else to, to take them through the process. Love it. And so if someone does want to connect with you, that's a perfect segue. Email What's me. the best way? Mike at 855mikewins.com. I'm sure you'll have all that good stuff in your show notes. My website, uh, 855mikewins.com. Um, you know, everything comes to me. Everything's routed to me. Um, don't call because that stuff is not routed to me. I get about <laughs> 3,000 calls a day asking for me and I take approximately this many of those calls. But once the email comes in, I get on the calls all the time. Um, but I have 150 staff who takes those calls. So 
if you're a client, don't worry about it. You're going to get, you're going to get an answer. And, you know, we're happy to talk fireproof. There's lots of different tiers of services we offer from just teaching really good fireproof five times a year to weekly meetings, monthly meetings. Um, it's not for everybody. It's expensive. We don't have room for everybody. Um, because we don't want to help. We don't have, we don't, don't have that bandwidth and we're not looking to help a thousand firms. Um, so we have a few spots left and we're not in a hurry. We're having fun. We're not marketing. We're not advertising for it. We're just, uh, I'm doing nice shows like this, talking to good people like you and, and everything else will work itself out. Yes. So if, I mean, if you're a law firm, obviously he's had success. I know the methodology is successful. Um, we've seen people that he's helped be successful and this stuff works. It, it just works all day long. So make sure if you're thinking about it at all, connect with Mike. Uh, Mike, Mike Morse, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime, I am. This was really, really fun. Thank you. All those links will be down there. Go watch the Lone Ranger video. That's fantastic. Go check out all of his videos. You know, if you're an attorney and you're like, oh man, I could never do this. That's the difference between being successful, not being successful is doing those things that make you a little bit uncomfortable. Go watch all this stuff, connect with Mike, make sure to know, tell him you saw him on here, give him some comments and some love and subscribe to his channel. And thank you all for listening to Mike and I, and this has been the Garlic Marketing Show and I am Garlic. Video, you know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.